You're listening to Intentional Optimists, the podcast for unconventional leaders, where you'll find inspiration, learn to discover and develop your own strengths, and hear from inspiring women just like you who are making a difference in their community. Who knows, you just might find yourself stepping up as the next unconventional leader right where you are. I'm your host, Andrea Johnson, the original Intentional Optimist. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. This is Andrea Johnson, the Intentional Optimist. And I just got back inside from being out in the sunshine. So many times, I don't know if this happens to you, but I get cold in the air conditioning in the summer, which is when I'm recording this. And I will go outside to warm up. I sit on my deck. A lot of times I'll take my lunch out there. And a lot of times in the morning when I go out, it, there's birds everywhere because my property is surrounded on three sides by these really tall Leland cypress. And I absolutely love going out in the mornings when I hear tons and tons of birds. There are days when it sounds like Grand Central Station or Times Square. I even have, and I shared this with an interview I just did recently, I even have chickens in the yard behind me. So I hear them every so often. But today when I went out there, um, I got to say, it was cacophony, and it, it wasn't birds. <laughs> it was cicadas and lawnmowers on at least two sides. But it was still awesome to be out in the sunshine. Here in central to northern Virginia, we've been getting a lot of rain, which is nice. The farmers need that, and my husband's a pastor in a church that is kind of in the middle of farming community and so we've needed a lot of rain but gotta tell you the sunshine it just feeds my soul which is a really nice thing and um, being the intentional optimist I, I need that I and part of that is I know what I need right so last episode I gave you an overview of my personal philosophy today I'm going to dive just a little bit deeper into the first tenet which is optimism and I think it's really important that I do this because right now, recording this in the middle of a global pandemic, people seem to really need to be able to see the upside. People need to be able to have a few tools to be able to walk into the next day or the next month or two or however long it's going to take us and be able to hold our heads up and say, I'm, I'm in this, I'm good. I, I know we're going to come out of this, so I wanted to share a little bit about optimism with you today, but when I talk about being in the sunshine, my husband laughs because I, my favorite color is yellow, and I mean, why wouldn't my favorite color be yellow? And we joke about me being a brighter shade of yellow, so I hope that I'm not too much for you, but that's part of being the intentional optimist. I am not too much. And I am always enough. So here we go. Let's talk about optimism just for a little while. As a review, the six main tenets of intentional optimism are optimistic, present, courageous, energetic, wise, and intentional. And when we talk about optimism, I want to make it really clear that this is a realistic kind of optimism. This is optimism that understands what's going on in the world and chooses, and that's a really key word, chooses to be optimistic. I shared a little bit about Proverbs 31, amazing woman, and how she laughs without fear of the future. And part of that is because she's comfortable in who she is, but part of it is she gets it. She knows what's who's in charge, and she knows 
um, how the future is going to be laid out and that kind of thing. So I just want to run through really quick the main pieces of optimism and they are a sense of hope, a sense of positivity, and I'll break that down in just a bit, and then a sense of proactiveness being or proactivity, being proactive in certain areas. When we talk about hope, I think that's a part that is hard for people right now and that's a piece that some people don't understand. But man, when I look in the future, I always have hope. I am, and this is not a hope of, I hope I win a million dollars. Let's be real, right? It's, I have hope that we are going to be able to not homeschool, but virtually school my son in the fall. I have hope that you're going to listen to this podcast. I have hope that my coaching clients will be well served by the work that I do. I have hope that we will continue to get sunshine. (laughs) You know, I mean, there's different different ways to look at that. But part of that is I know that tomorrow is going to be better because I can make choices about today. I can decide what I am going to do and I can make the choices that will actually make tomorrow better. And I actually can affect the future. But I also come from a faith background. So I believe that the future is good. Ultimately, even if it may not look good for tomorrow, even if there's hard things that we go through, I believe the future is good. And I want to be able to help you guys see that. Um, I joked in the last episode that I'm a professional encourager. And if you go to my Instagram or Twitter or anything, that's part of my description is I'm a professional encourager. So please, I want you to be encouraged by this. No matter what you're walking through, there's always a way to see it in a hopeful light because even if we're at the very bottom, you know, when we look, there's no place to go but up. And I know that sounds really trite and I don't mean to make light of anything that anybody's going through, but when we can actually look for possibilities, it actually helps our, and I'm sorry to say actually a lot, but it helps our brains see things differently. So I don't want to worry about the future. I I know it's good. But when I look for possibilities for you, for me, and we, we look at all the different angles and start saying, what if, that's when things really start happening. When I interviewed the awesome coach and artist that will be on the next episode, you're going to get to hear it from her, we talked about a lot of the what ifs. And we talk about being able to say, well, what if this and what if that? Not in a bad way, but in a positive way. I had a coach who recently said to me, because, you know, I'm normal. I do the same thing. My brain goes to, well, what if this doesn't work? Or what if I fail? And she said, but what if you don't? That's hope. When I say, what if I don't? What if I don't fail? What's it going to look like if I, I actually don't fall flat on my face? What's it going to look like if people really like this podcast? And women are really encouraged and empowered by this podcast. Just putting it out there and being transparent. Gotta say what if. But I also know that my current perspective is just that. I can only see through my lens. I have to actively think about seeing things through somebody else's lens. And a lot of times it's just like shifting our view just a little bit. My husband and I joked about that this morning because, like I said, we're going to be, my son's going to be in sixth grade, so it's the first year of middle school, and We've chosen 100% virtual for him, and he, he actually did quite well doing it that way in the spring. And <clears throat> we're trying to figure out a 
the best way for us to all do our schedules where we're remote working and making sure that he has what he needs. And we're in the no man's land of summer ending and school starting. And I said to, him, to my husband, I said, I think we need to put him on a schedule. And he's like, no, 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 it's summer. We need, I don't want to do that. I'm like, no, no, no. He needs a schedule. We need to make sure that the first week of school is not complete chaos because he's on a schedule for the first time. And let me tell y'all, this week has been a challenge and we're just two days into it. It's a Tuesday. So knowing that we're doing that transition now leads me into one of the other, my, my third point, my second and third points, but knowing that we're in that transition now relieves the pressure of the first week of school. It relieves the pressure of saying, oh, what are we going to do when he gets all settled? But what's funny is that he came to me, my husband came to me this morning and said, thank you so much for suggesting we put him on a schedule. I'm like, really? And he said, yes. And I said, see, that's just the difference in our personalities. I say, we need to do this. And he says, no. And then he thinks about it. And then he says, oh, okay. <laughs> and part of it is just helping him see it from a different perspective. But when we talk about being optimistic, we have hope. And the second piece is that we're positive. And that doesn't mean positive necessarily in a Pollyanna way. I mean, sure, we can look at the glasses half full. And that always helps us. I used to have a life is good t-shirt that said half full and it was the glass of milk that was half full but part of that is if you think about a battery it has a positive and a negative end and you can't you can't get the electricity through the battery unless you connect both ends so we need to have that positive end to whatever negative balance that we've got going on but the other when you look at the definition of positive the other definition of positive is to know something for sure to be certain to have confidence and the more we know something for sure the more likely we are to act on it. So if we go back to hope and say, well, what if something actually goes really well? And then say, oh, well, you know, I'll bet if I just move today and do this thing, then maybe I'll actually see that it can happen. But if we know for sure that when we make changes, if you're listening to this podcast, you're likely a driver, right? And if you're driving down a straight road, you never, ever, ever, well, I'm going to say that, but then mostly it's because I always have a car that needs some kind of adjustment done on the wheel. So I can't, and maybe it's the the road, maybe it's your car, but my wheels never go 100% straight. There's no perfectly flat road. There's no perfectly aligned car. You always have to play with the steering wheel. And so for me to be able to say, I always know I can make changes. That's like Newton's second law of physics or something. And I'm going to butcher it here, but I love it. It's easier to change the direction of a moving object than it is to get one to apply the force that's needed to get it moving in the first place. So I know I have the information I need to actually make a change or to, you know, do something new or actually think differently. I know what I have. I mean, I mean, I know I have what I need and I can just do that just a little bit and get there because I can always change the direction as necessary in the future. But that also goes back, so let me also go back to the example of getting my son ready for school is us having a schedule in place now means that three weeks from now, he's already on this schedule. And let me tell you, <laughs> husband's one of those detail people. I'm like a, a happy doer. I'm, 
you know, I'll get into, I'll, I'll share with you that I, I shared, actually, I shared last week that I am also a DISC consultant. And I will do a podcast episode on that in the very near future and explain to you what that means. But I am one of those personalities that is just like, hey, let's move, whatever. And he is Mr. Detail and we need to actually plan it all out. Great. We are the perfect foil for each other. We are the perfect complement for each other. And for him to be able to say, all right, if he needs to be on, and we did get the schedule from the school, if he needs to be on this schedule, he's already gone in and figured out ways that my son can be doing math and science and history and social studies. <laughs> I looked at him and I said, oh, I am so glad you're doing that because that would drive me nuts. I would go crazy. I would never be able to do it. It would drive me bonkers. Now, once it's in there, I can actually say to my son, dude, it is time for you to do history. I'm setting a timer. Here's your <laughs> one hour to do your history. But I can't do that on my own. So knowing that I need to make preparations, I work with him and we figure that out. But just having those plans in place relieves the anxiety. Being prepared makes everything run smoother. Brendan Burchard has this saying that he says he got from his dad. Um, he grew up in Montana. And he said, it's always best to have the map or the best time to have the map is, sorry, butchering it. The best time to have the map is before you head into the woods. And that is totally true. And, you know, if you walk in to any situation knowing that you at least have a map or you try to have a map or you put a map together at your, to, your, to your best ability, then you have your eyes open, right? You're proactive and you say, all right, I'm walking in this situation or, or this particular project or anything with your eyes open. That way you can actually see. Going back to the driving analogy my dad growing up was a private pilot now don't before you think that we were rich <laughs> my parents were missionaries and before we went on the mission field we I grew up in Seoul Korea so any shout outs there to my Korea peeps um before we went to Korea we were in Wyoming my dad was a pastor and he got his private pilot's license before we went it's too many I'm going too far back anyway he was a pilot. So for him, everything is very precise. And you do all the checks before you – so he taught me how to drive a car as if he – you know, I was learning to fly a plane. So you do all the checks and balances before you check absolutely everything. Don't, I hope he's not listening because I don't do all that now. I just like tear out of my driveway. <laughs> of course, I look both ways. But, you know, um, you do all of that. But the thing that really stuck with me was I'm always looking at the horizon point. I am, I am a horizon view person. I look down the road and I look at the horizon even when I'm in traffic because when I look at the horizon, I can see the traffic that's around me and there are times I have to look specifically at it, but I, I don't look right in front of me all the time. I look down the road because I need to know what's coming. So that's what I mean by saying my eyes are open and I kind of know what's coming. But also being proactive is understanding that there's nothing new under the sun, right? Solomon, the wisest dude ever, said in Ecclesiastes, there is nothing new under the sun. And he, trust me, he tried it all. If you want to go <laughs> read his exploits, you can. But I find that encouraging, right? There's nothing that's coming around. Things are going to look different, and there's always a new ideation or iteration of whatever. But there's nothing really new under the sun, which encourages me to say, all right, 
I can make some plans and put them in place. And all of that helps me to be optimistic. Now, the only way I can do any of this is in personal growth. And I have to start with personal growth. And as we go through these podcasts, I'll share with you books that I love because I'm a reader and I'm a constant student. And um, I love John Maxwell's book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. I'll put that in the show notes. But his very first law is intentionality. And it's a perfect place to start. It says growth doesn't just happen. You actually have to decide. You have to want to change. And this is where you start. So if you're joining me on this podcast journey, which I'm thrilled that you're here, this is a great place to start. When's the last time you actually took a look and said, oh, I'm actually not being very optimistic or I'd really like to be optimistic. How do I do that? Well, take a look around you. Start looking for the positive things. Start, we call it in, my son also is um, has ADHD and so we talk about flipping the script and and. He has a tendency to go real negative. So we we talk about flipping the script and saying, well, what is the positive of that, right? When he was really little, instead of telling him to stop running, we would tell him to do walking feet. And that gave him something to actually say, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do, right? So look for those things and you'll find as you start putting those things in place, you'll develop hope because All of a sudden, you're doing things, you're being proactive, you're being prepared, and um, you're being positive about things, and you'll find that you develop a little bit of hope, and then that will fuel a little bit more. But maybe there's areas in your life that you need to prepare for some things. If you're listening to this and your kids aren't prepared for school yet, get going, sister. Um, But maybe you're putting something off. I do that when I think it's going to be hard. I do it when I don't know how to do it yet or I'm scared. So maybe you need to look at why you're putting something off. And that's where personal growth comes in. When we're putting something off and we're not preparing or we're unwilling to see where we can find hope, take a look in the mirror. Ask yourself why. Then ask yourself, well, what if I did it this way, right? I'm excited for what this can do for you. This has been revolutionary for me. So when you ask yourself why and what if, then you need to be willing to do something about the answer. So maybe you're somebody like my husband who needs all the steps and the specifics. If so, you can check out my blog post entitled 12 Ways to Cultivate an Optimistic Outlook. I'll put the link in the show notes below and you can check it out. But don't worry, we'll take a deeper dive into all of this later. I just wanted to pop out here and say, hey, this is the tone that we're setting for this podcast. This is the tone we're setting for all of the interviews that I will be having, all of the teaching that I will be doing. This is who I am. I am purposefully, intentionally optimistic and I want to help you be there too. So I'd love to hear from you and encourage you as you work to become more optimistic or as you step into hope or become a little more proactive, drop a comment or a review right below where you listen to this podcast and let me know. Or better yet, email me. The address is down there as well. And let me know how I can be your professional encourager. Until next time, remember, you are the answer. You are the role model for future generations. Let's role model optimism and hope. Talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you're an intentional optimist and you love this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review with a five-star rating. You can also snap a screenshot right where you're listening, share it to social media, and tag me. 
This helps others find us and we'll have an even bigger impact. If you're curious what it would be like to work more closely with me or just to step up as an unconventional leader yourself, I invite you to schedule a free discovery session to talk with me and learn more. Just email me at andrea at theintentionaloptimist.com. If you're looking for an encouraging and uplifting community on Facebook, hop on over and join the Intentional Optimist group, women encouraging women from all over the globe. The community and email links are right here in the show description wherever you listen to the podcast. Until next time, remember, you're the answer. You are the future of leadership and the role models for future generations.